0: Hey guys, it's Claudia here. I hope you've had a great week. Look, this episode coming up now is incredible. The girls got to sit down with comedian, radio host and TV host Joe Stanley to talk about cutting down alcohol and all the healthy habits and benefits that come from that. But unfortunately, I couldn't be there. So I want to touch base, tell you guys I love you, tell you I miss you, and I'll be back in the pod next week. Enjoy
1: the app. How to life. We're so
0: excited by that intro just itself. When I said to Joe, when she just joined the Zoom, I said, I was just stalking your LinkedIn, Joe, which is something you don't really say very often. And I saw she had this amazing post. She's launched this great, you know, radio project, Broad Media. I mean, Jenna and I, Jenna being in Goulburn and doing the regional radio stint at the moment, she is very impressed by this. Um, it's so exciting.
2: Oh, well, it is exciting. It's also terrifying. And when you talk about adulting, oh, my God, it's the most adult thing I've done probably ever. But, uh, you know, I, I'm at the opposite ends of, of my radio career to you, amazing women, and have spent a long time loving everything I've done in radio but sort of got to the end where I was like, you know, I'm in my 40s and I'm going, ah, I want to listen to radio that is more about my life stage. Couldn't find it anywhere, really. And just went, oh, well, I guess I'll just have to make it. (laughs) So there you are. I'm going to build a radio station called Broad Radio. Yes. And it's currently, you can listen to it on Facebook and YouTube. Every Tuesday morning, we live stream at 9am. And then, of course, you can catch up later. But uh, yeah, that's our tiny little version of it right now.
1: Absolutely love it. I'm so excited to have a listen. But what we want to talk to you about today is I'm a little bit sober curious about the sober lifestyle. I can't say I, I've had dabbles where I've had gone a few, a large period of time going sober, especially when I first moved to Goulburn because I had no friends, knew nobody, <laughs> and went nowhere. Yeah. But <laughs> That's often a reason <laughs> like,
2: to drink. <laughs> yeah,
1: I thought that, but I was like, no, no, Jenna, we're not, we're not slipping into that. So tell me about... You obviously don't live a sober lifestyle as well, but you've had some moments being sober and reflecting more about how the positives of that.
2: I would say that I'm sober curious, and I really love that term because it implies that obviously you're curious about it, but you're still kind of living a lifestyle in which you can still enjoy a glass of wine here and there, right? I am in Melbourne, so I spent last year without, you know, however many lockdowns we had... Gave my bottle shop a real push, right? I I really did have quite a crack at the day drinking. Didn't really end well for me. I ended up probably more anxious and more flat in my moods. I wouldn't say periods of depression, but, you know, not feeling great. It just isn't great for your mental health, right? At the end of probably that really long first lockdown, I thought, I don't know if I want to go back to that. So when the second lockdown came around, I experimented with not drinking, It just felt easier to manage the days, I suppose. It was a really hard thing, though, because we are a culture that loves drinking and I certainly, when I mean, I loathe cooking dinner. Hate it, hate it, hate it. But obviously the child needs feeding every day. It's (laughs) it's quite an inconvenience to me. (laughs) So, So I am one who I'd, you know, pour a glass of wine to cook dinner and then I'd have another glass of wine to sit down and eat dinner and then I'm going, well, hang on, now I'm eating, now I'm drinking, you know, probably... 3 bottles of wine in a week. It's too much. So, it was hard to change those habits, but I must say I'm much happier knowing that I can control my drinking and having an option which is what the zero alcohol gives you.
0: Joe, I just had a baby. I he's I mean, I just had him. He's 8 months old. He's huge. Um, oh, well. but <laughs> <laughs> I am not a massive drinker because I was I always say this to people, I don't really like wine. And so I think that If you do like wine, it's more of an accepted everyday drink, whereas my Mm go-to drink is, for example, like a gin and tonic, and that's pretty hard to have on a Tuesday night. So...
2: (laughs) I found a way, for sure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Early on when I had Noah and, like, I just wasn't really sleeping very well, obviously, you know, for obvious reasons he wasn't sleeping, Um, but when I was trying to get to sleep every night and was so anxious about, one, him waking or crying or whatever... My husband actually suggested, not to say he's a bad influence, but just said, Have a glass of red wine. Like you'll you'll have a really good sleep. Anyway, I did it one night and I thought that was great. And then two nights later I was like, Oh my gosh, feeling really anxious. I'm gonna have a glass of red wine. And I could see that could become quite a bit of a cycle. And now I do find in like that mum community it's like very kind of laughed upon, you know, oh, can't wait to have a wine is it too early to have a wine you know you see all those mm-hmm. mums on instagram so i feel like that that's also a thing that you fall into as well when once you have kids
2: oh it's it is a massive part of australian culture doesn't matter where you are whether you're in that mum culture and you're absolutely right nicolino it is massive my daughter's in primary school and not so much now with remote learning but you know you'd get to the end of a friday and your mums would go and have a drink after school and you know there'd be sort of that kind of constant banter on your whatsapp around that but then on the flip side my husband who he gave up drinking five years ago he's in the film and television industry massive drinking culture Then if you've got mates who are in trades, like the trading industry, massive culture. Everywhere you turn, it's a big part of Australian culture. And I'm not someone, I'm not saying let's not drink. I love, Mm. I love, love, love getting together with my friends and having a beautiful meal and a gorgeous bottle of wine and, you know, Sunday afternoon sessions. Love it, right? But let's actually give ourselves permission to think about what does it do for me? And is it serving me at this time? And let's think more consciously about is today a day where I want to drink? Is tomorrow a day where I want to feel really shady? How is this impacting my sleep, my moods, my weight, my relationships? And unfortunately, and this is a real Debbie Downer, (laughs) I hate saying it, right? But the fact is, if you have more than 10 glasses in a week, you do increase your risk of cancer. Mm. Now, I'm 49, right? And I have taken, let's say I started drinking at, Nah, probably 17, maybe 16. <laughs> <laughs> it's taken me now till 48, 49 to go, oh my God, I'm actually putting my health at risk. I thought I was invincible, but we're not.
1: No. What would you say? Like, I find a lot of this just like general pressure. People are like, oh, it's blah blah's birthday. Oh, it's it's always someone's birthday. It's always something. It's Friday, it's Saturday, it's Sunday, it's St. Patrick's Day, it's anything. And you can't just – how. what are some things you can say to people if you're just not wanting to drink? Because sometimes I also have a bit of a rubber arm, but no just really doesn't cut it sometimes.
0: And you don't want to be the Debbie Downer, you know. You don't no. want to be the chick that's like, oh, I'm not drinking today, I'm driving.
2: Yeah, look, I will agree. And again, when my husband gave up twenty five years ago, he did lose a couple of mates. You you kind of can't even believe that. You're like, Mm. honestly, how shallow? And they obviously weren't his best friends. His really good friends were thrilled for him because they could see that his drinking was very destructive. So real friends, they don't care. They go, oh, well, whatever. And if they're asking you why aren't you drinking and you say, I just don't want to, that should be enough, right? that should be enough. I reckon one of the greatest things I've learned over the last five years is to just not give a shit what other people think. (laughs) And and if I could give myself my younger version of myself that, like 20 years earlier, I wish I could have, right? But yes, okay, you want to give people some answers as to why you might not be drinking that particular occasion. And we've put together some really fun kind of responses that sort of are a little bit cheeky and a little bit witty, like you know, my hangover called from tomorrow's spin class and begged me not to. Because I don't know, girls, if you've ever been hung over in a spin class. The walls cave in on you. <laughs> oh, you literally think this is the thing that will take me out. I actually yeah. <laughs> you know, and you know how you like you start sweating like cold sweat, and you're like, this isn't sweat from the exercise, this is the actual. This is the wine I drank last night coming out of my pool. I can't believe you guys Um, made it to spin.
0: I would never even even leave the bed to even consider a class.
2: (laughs) Well, I see, one of my best friends was the spin instructor, Uh right? She would do the classes after, like, two hours sleep and, like, she's so hardcore that she would be like, you're soft, you've got to come, and I'd be like... (laughs) I'm coming, I'm going to come. And then I'm like, why am I here? And last night was a big mistake. So, you know, we all have fitness goals, I guess. So there's that kind of uh, response you can bring. Health kicks have to start somewhere, you know, that kind of vibe. But then there's also this thing that, you know, I can hit pause and still play. I can have fun. And right now I've hit pause on the drinking. I I like that as as an alternative as well, because if you tell people, that's it, I'm giving up drinking. Their minds can't, they literally can't handle it. They're like, what? No drinking forever. Like they just, their minds can't fathom. But if you kind of say, oh, it's just for tonight or just for this week, I think people sort of can get their head around that and they don't put as much pressure on you.
1: The only thing I like from like a gym, like a challenge or something like that, it's like you've, I feel like it's a really concrete thing to be like, but I'm doing this and I never really do these things to like lose weight. It's just like a nice little like I'm doing a little health kick for two months just at eight weeks or whatever to have a break from drinking. It's a, it's a solid concrete answer because I feel people are really down your throat. But, you know, you're right. I need to care less about what people think. <laughs>
2: Well, we all do. And women are, I don't know, it's like part of our DNA somehow that we are really we really care about our communities accepting us. Um, and unfortunately in Australia, that means often having a beer after work or, you know, having a glass of wine. And it is hard to be that person that says, no, right now I'm choosing something that's a bit better for me. Doesn't mean I won't drink next week. And it's great to have the opportunity to choose between, yep, yeah, today I'm drinking or I'm not.
0: Luckily, though, like especially this year and last year, we've found so many alcoholic-free drinks popping up. You know, I'm not talking like a creaming soda. I'm talking like a celebratory <laughs> drink that um, doesn't have any alcohol in it. So you can still enjoy it, but you you aren't consuming that alcohol and you're working with a, with a really exciting brand on on this.
2: I, I am. I'm working with McGrigan Wines who have a whole range of McGrigan Zero wines. And I agree with you. I, you know, when my husband gave up drinking, he just, he just drinks soda water. And I find that just really boring. Mm. And I, I get really over that same kind of taste. It doesn't really, it's a bit of a nothing kind of vibe. So it is nice to feel like you're a part of the celebration. You've got the flavors, the beautiful flavors of wine. So it's great to have that opportunity to be able to feel like you're a part of the whole event and the occasion you're having the beautiful flavours, but no alcohol. It's amazing.
0: Can I ask, Joe, when your husband gave up um, alcohol completely, what were you like around him in terms of did you, um, because obviously you want to be supportive, but does that mean that you have to completely give it up? Does it mean that everybody around him, you know, tried to give it up? Or what sort of strategies did you have where you thought, okay, well, You know, my my life partner is going to give this up. I might have a drink or two, but maybe I'll do it, you know, when he's not around or at a different occasion.
2: He's a rare breed in that he just gave up cold turkey and never has seemed to want to be tempted by it. He's never got any real desire to go back there. He says that his life is so much better without it that he couldn't imagine going back, mm. which is lovely. He's a much better father, much better husband. His career, oh, my God, the things he's done in the last five years that he there's no way he would have done if he'd kept drinking the way wow. he was. So those three things really just there's no desire for him to be tempted ever which is great because that means I just drink however I wish (laughs) there's there's never been any sense for me that I have to be wary of drinking around him at all and certainly none of his friends have felt that way either it does also mean which is great I don't drink as much at home because it's kind of weird I'm not going to power through a bottle of wine by myself I'll have one or two glasses that's pretty much my limit Whereas when he was drinking, sure, we would have, you know, on a Saturday night at home, we'd have had a fair stab together, is the way, you know, That's we fell in love over a bottle of vodka. That's how we, how we did it in, when we, were in our, we met when we were, I was 25. So, But, yeah, no, it's been, I've been blessed that way because he's someone who just, he made that decision. It's not the case for everyone. And I want to acknowledge that giving up drinking is really hard. It's not a thing that you can do necessarily the first time you try and I think also the majority of people need help of some kind and there is no shame in asking for help. It's it's just so endemic in our culture and in our society and in your body. Your body gets used to that alcohol so it's very hard to give it up and there's absolutely no shame in asking for help to do that
1: it would seriously be so hard i wouldn't even know obviously i've never really tried to give up drinking realistically but like in terms of asking for help like what type of people would people even go to Like, just your doctor
2: or is it you can start with your gp absolutely there are some fantastic websites you can go to um, and I really love these because they are things you can do in your own home that just help you either change your relationship with alcohol or it may even help you give up altogether. There's one website which I really love called hellosundaymorning.org. Mm. Um, they do mm. some really fantastic stuff around just kind of um, assisting you to set up some strategies that might help you a bit. And then there's another website called Clean Slate. Uh, they have an actual sort of solid system whereby it's kind of like a rehab but from your own home so if you're really wanting to get into that detox kind of space um, that's a place you can go as well but a lot of the time it's not necessarily about drinking completely abstaining it's about just having that opportunity to, to spend some time thinking about well, why am I always reaching automatically for it? And how can I do that more consciously? Because like I say, I'm, I'm never going to give up drinking altogether. I love it. I love wine and I love the occasion and I love, I love those sorts of celebratory moments with my friends. But I also love being productive and consciously deciding to be happier.
0: What, yeah. And what's good about, I guess, having the zero alcohol option is that, you know, a lot of drinking is just about taste. I like the taste of mm. for example like a cocktail I like the taste of 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 you know a gin and tonic but and you can get the taste you can get the taste of wine you don't necessarily just have to consume the alcohol which is what's affecting health fitness our well-being you know how we're feeling so I think mm. this is what makes it super easy now right and isn't that, am I correct in saying there's there was a bar a bar opened up in Melbourne that only mm. serves
2: zero alcohol yes. drinks yeah, it opened up, I think, in between lockdowns and then now it's obviously not open at the moment. But it's such a great thing because now, as you say, I mean, you can get non-alcoholic gins, you can get non-alcoholic all sorts of different kinds mm. of flavours that give you the experience of that actual drink without the alcohol. And I think it's because technology has really advanced. Like the McGuigan Wines, they've got this fantastic technology that removes the alcohol from the wine. So It's always been the wine. That's why the taste is so great it's always been the wine <laughs> they've just taken the yeah. alcohol out of it rather than trying to create some kind of grape juice that's supposed to taste like wine mm. it's kind of the opposite way around and joe
0: so you're about to turn 50 which is um so yes. exciting and you were saying like it's only really now that you're starting to think about yourself and like your health and you know how you're you thought you were invincible. What, what are you doing now, like just in terms of self care and like really just investing time in like to making time for yourself, making yourself feel better, feel healthy, general like well being every day?
2: Well, I've had a bit of an epiphany, and that is all of the reasons that I uh, initiated self care in the past, let's say, you know, from in my 20s and 30s and maybe early 40s. All of that was a way of um, ticking, either ticking a box because so it was a should and should things are never joyous things, right, or it was kind of like a punishment to myself i was exercising because i ate too much cake the night before or i was going for that run because the jeans that i really loved were fitting a little bit too snug now or i didn't like the way i looked in the mirror or somehow i wasn't fitting some ideal right and so i was doing all the self-care but it wasn't really making me that happy mm. and then in the last sort of three or four years partly i think because of age you just you know you're on a <laughs> You can't hold back the tide, right? So you've yeah. got to just kind of accept whatever is going on. But also I've just gone, ah, oh, anything that I do for myself is a gift. It's not a punishment. It's a gift. And if today that gift is in the form of going for a run, which, by the way, I love, but I don't love it all the time,
0: mm.
2: why don't I just on the days where I don't love it, why don't I just go for a walk instead? That's a gift. Or maybe I'll just do some at-home yoga. That's the version of the gift for me, nurturing me today. So a lot of my self-care now has been around really listening to myself, really intuitively going, I'm going to have a piece of chocolate because I really want that chocolate. But then the next day I'll go, "Mm, do I really want that chocolate or am I just reaching for that chocolate out of habit? We all have that inner compass. Just kind of listening to that inner compass, I suppose. A lot of that's come from really dedicated years of practice of meditation and mindfulness, which totally has changed my life. I think um, that's kind of set me, set me up for that kind of shift in how I care for myself.
1: So much to dissect
2: here. And you're yeah. right, it's all
1: about just checking <laughs> in with yourself. Like Sorry. right now, right now, like you could just keep drinking the way that I drink for the next 20 years. But there are some days you, you're exactly right. Like I don't want to be hungover on Sunday. So why don't I think about that on Saturday? I've got things to do. And then you just push through and you have this terrible Sunday and then your Monday's awful because you've had a terrible Sunday. Mm. So I think you're right, just about like checking in with yourself and with non-alcoholic drinks. It's actually probably a lot easier than we think it is.
2: Yeah, but I think I would also say it's really important when you do choose to either drink the alcoholic wine or eat the cake or whatever it is you're doing, do it with real joy. Mm. Like don't Mm. take guilt or shame into that because what's the point? Joe you ended <laughs> that on the you know, Yeah, I went,
0: Whoa, whoa, what's the point? Like is it because it was a big question that you ended with there. Um there's so much to think about there, Joe. And thank you so much for opening up and sharing. And hopefully, you know, as you said, like, you know, you, you think back to when you were in your twenties and your thirties and you wish you said this to yourself. This is what I love to hear because uh, you know, we're in our twenties or late twenties now, and this is what we want to hear so that we we can actually put it into action, you know?
2: Yeah, well my these are my two takeaways then it is obviously i'm all about it being sober curious right now and that's been mainly this topic really encourage people to think consciously about what they're drinking and but the other thing is that i impart to you because i can't take turn back the time to myself is just (laughs) careless about what other people think of you honestly just don't worry about other people and do what's right for you girls